Welcome, everybody, to episode number 285 of the Sean Sports Talk Podcast, where your boy, Sean Tiplitsky, reports the biggest and baddest news in sports. Sports are coming back. So with that said, there are things to talk about. Man, it's so good to be doing the podcast again. Um, even though our country, the United States, is in a time of turmoil and uh, social unrest, sports are one thing that tend to bring us together. And yeah. With that said, we have some baseball to talk about, some football, some basketball, some hockey, everything across the board. It won't be that long of an episode um, this time, but I can assure you I am getting back into the swing of things for those of you loyal listeners. But before I get into that, I want to thank Crimson IT for sponsoring today's podcast episode. And I wanted to let you know that if you enjoy the show, you are more than welcome to leave a five-star review on iTunes, follow me on Spotify, go to my website at seansportstop.com for access to all the episodes, one through 284, which does not include any of the world-famous athletes that I have interviewed. You can see which, um, you can see the articles that I've written. So get on that, get on, get on the Sean Sports Top train. Let's do it. Let's get right into it, starting with some baseball. Cleveland manager Terry Frank, Cleveland Indians manager of the Major League Baseball, um, Terry Francona is in favor of the team changing its team name, not nickname, team name. Addressing reporters during summer camp on Sunday, Francona said, quote, it's time to move forward with a new name. His comments come after the team announced on Friday it was looking at options with its name. We have had ongoing discussions organizationally, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to quote that whole stupid thing. Francona explained that he used to say the franchise was, quote, never trying to be disrespectful when asked about the nickname in the past, but, quote, I don't think that's a good enough answer today. Obviously, if you're not familiar, it's the Cleveland Indians, and it's pretty self-explanatory as to why some people might or might not be offended with that team name. Um, Cleveland already very recently previously eliminated the Chief Wahoo logo from its jerseys and hats starting with the 2019 season so only a year ago um, if you're a baseball fan or especially a Cleveland Indians fan you know what Chief Wahoo is and yeah I mean the logo had been in use in various iterations by the franchise since 1947 it was replaced by a Block C logo which was also prevalent I believe alongside the Chief Wahoo and the nickname has been used since 1915 after the franchise went through a series of monikers from 1900 to 14, which included the Lakeshores, the Bluebirds, the Broncos, and the Naps. So, I mean, I'm honestly just really tired of all this stuff. I'm tired of all this name changing. I'm tired of this cancel culture. People make mistakes. And this isn't even in the same boat. This is a name of a sports team. It's not a derogatory term, I don't think. I mean, but you know what? I can't. I can't say that it's not derogatory because I'm not an Indian person. So I, it's, I don't know, maybe any, the way I look at it is this. Anyone can choose to be offended about anything at all. So this is a name of a sports team that's been around. The name has been, has been around since 1915, 105 years. It's been fine. It went through a bunch. Of, I don't even know why I'm talking about it like this. The point is. I understand why they want to change it because of all the social unrest going going on in the country right now. But I don't think they should. I mean, it's the, it's the name of a sports team and it's not a racial slur. It's just the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Washington Redskins, on the other hand, I can kind of see. And maybe that's, maybe that's hypocritical on my part, but I don't know. I just, I don't understand this, to be honest. Um, 
transitioning now to some basketball though on a much <laughs> I was what I was gonna say is uh, a much lighter topic and that's actually rather <laughs> poignant considering the fact that what I'm about to talk about has to do with a global pandemic and in the times we live in that is considered by many including myself a lighter topic than in name of a sports team so what a time to be alive, huh, guys? So anyway, the Sacramento Kings have reportedly closed their practice facility after a member of their traveling party tested positive for the world-famous COVID-19 on Sunday, according to Sam Amick of The Athletic. Per that report, the practice facility is, quote, not expected to reopen before the team departs for Orlando on Wednesday. Uh, this news comes on the heels of the Milwaukee Bucks also choosing to shut down their practice facility earlier uh, on Sunday, I believe it was. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat, Los Angeles Clippers, Brooklyn Nets, and Phoenix Suns also all shut down their practice facilities earlier this week, although I am not certain that all those uh, shutdowns of practice facilities of all those teams has to do with the coronavirus or whether they found a different place to practice at. They already went to Orlando. I'm not exactly sure. As you may or may not know, especially if you're an NBA fan, they, the NBA season is set to start on July 30th with 22 teams at the Walt Disney World Resort, though the closing of nearly one-third of team facilities this week in advance of travel to Orlando, Florida into a bubble is not exactly the best of signs. And several high-profile players have already opted out of the restart, most notably Lakers guard Avery Bradley, Brooklyn Nets center DeAndre Jordan, and Indiana Pacers guard Victor Oladipo. And trust me, on this episode, there's going to be more people that I'm going to announce that are skipping the restart. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully there's going to be a season. I don't know. Hopefully there's going to be a season. That's all I can really say right now. And, um, yeah. Um, whether or not it's a good idea for there to be an NBA season in terms of the virus and all that, the NBA is taking extraordinary health measures with, you know, the rings that they're giving to players, the constant testing, the fact that it's in a bubble, the fact that the players can't leave, the fact that they're given a choice whether or not to play. Um, so with that said, the NBA is obviously, you know, following extreme health measures, as is every other sports league uh, and and or team that or, you know, organization that will um, participate in the restart of sports, which I'm referring to things like boxing and the UFC. So, yeah, as a sports fan and um, knowing that there are millions of sports fans across the United States and across the world, hopefully there will be some kind of uh, sports uh, transitioning to football now. Recently, Mike Trout signed the biggest contract in sports history, but Mr. Patrick Kermit the Frog Mahomes has broken his record. The Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have agreed to a 10-year contract worth $503 million to keep him with the team under team control through 2031. My God. 503 million over 10 years now i'm not a mathematician but 503 divided by 10 is approximately 50 million dollars a year for 10 years and that's just from the kansas city chiefs that does not include any kind of endorsement whatsoever which is usually the bulk of an athlete's um, net worth and revenue absolutely insane so he's getting 477 million in guarantee mechanisms and he has the ability to opt out with a no trade clause this is the first half billion dollar player contract in sports history just absolutely insane 
Uh, I mean, he deserves it. The dude is next level, I've been saying. And I mean, it's not a very unpopular opinion. Many other people have as well that this guy has the potential and he's on track to be the greatest quarterback and possibly even football player of all time. Um, I mean, he won league M- MVP in his first uh, in his f- first star- his first season as a starter uh, and the offensive player of the player of the year award in 2018 behind over 5,000 passing yards, 50 touchdowns, and only 12 interceptions, uh, where he reached the AFC Championship game and lost a very, very close game to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, which was questionable at best with that offside call, but let's not get into all that. He then took the next step in the playoffs during the 2019 season as a Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP in his second full season, also earning his second Pro Bowl appearance with over 4,000 passing yards this time. Man. Not even a good quarterback, man. I mean, didn't even hit, didn't even hit over 5,000 yards. Come on now. 26 touchdown passes and only five interceptions this last season. And he's still only 24 years old. So uh, this is smart, in my opinion, for the Chiefs to lock him up long term. But man, I mean, God damn it. On the other hand, like, how can you bring yourself to pay one player half a billion dollars? I mean, this is the kind of money that's going to allow Patrick Mahomes to then buy the Kansas City Chiefs when he retires. I mean, this is just crazy. Just out of curiosity, I'm going to look up real quick what the value of the entire team is. Um, give me one second. So, the value of the Chiefs is $2.3 billion as of September of 2019. So, with this contract, Mahomes is about uh, a fifth of... A f- <laughs> He's about um, a fifth of the way there to buying the Kansas City Chiefs, so that's pretty funny. Switching gears now to hockey, uh, my uh, ex-favorite sport for a long time. The NHL and the NHL Players Association have agreed on the third and fourth phases of a return-to-play plan the league announced on Monday. The start of formal training camps is set for July 13th, with the start of the qualifying round set to begin for the playoffs. That is, on August 1st, the clubs will travel to the hub cities, which are Toronto and Edmonton, both in Canada, in case you don't know, on July 26th. The, the two sides also reached an agreement on a four-year extension for... Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. For the current collective bargaining agreement, so that's huge. There won't be any kind of season lockdown or anything like that for the foreseeable future. According to Emily Kaplan of the e- of ESPN, Phase 3 of the Plan Regards training camp, while Phase 4 is the 2014 tournament that will serve as the conclusion of the 2019-20 season. The NHLPA's executive committee must approve the plan before it gets voted on by the NHL players and Board of Governors. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's going to be very exciting. I'm just not sure uh, why so many teams are involved. I mean, I guess that some, some of it is considered a play-in round, so not all teams will technically make the playoffs, but 2014, that seems a little much. Uh, I mean, I made it be better because I'm an LA Kings fan and they're not even involved in the 24, but they did get the second pick in the 2020 NHL draft. Still unprecedented that a playoff team got the number one overall pick. I don't think that's ever happened in the NHL draft lottery before. And I'm pretty sure it's a new thing anyway. So talked about, I talked about how many players are going to miss out or purposely sit out the um, NBA season, the returning NBA season, whether it's because of contracting coronavirus or simply not wanting to put their family at risk or rehabbing an injury like Victor Oladipo. Mr. Dwight Howard, soft like charm and Dwight Howard. I mean, I love the guy. I'm just 
just messing around, he will play. He will travel to Orlando, Florida with his teammates to, pers- to participate in the NBA's restart, according to Shams Cherania. Howard explained his decision while also noting that he will donate the rest of his game checks this season to his Breathe Again campaign, which he is relaunching, which is amazing. Uh, mind you, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Dwight Howard is playing on a veteran's minimum minimum contract. And, you know, it's, it's easy to say, yeah, well, well, I mean, it's still the NBA. He's still making a boatload of money. He probably is. I can look it up real quick. But I also know that Dwight Howard has a lot of kids. I mean, the guy likes to get it on. <laughs> I'm not sure how many he has. I believe it was like at least six or so. Yeah, he has kids with five different women. But anyway, I don't even know why I brought that up. The point, let's see what his... What his uh, salary is real quick it's no not 23 million that's 2017 i mean okay it's 2.5 million and he's made tens of millions if not over 100 million dollars in his career but that's no he definitely has made over 100 million but that's not the point the point is keep contradicting myself here it's ridiculous the point is that he is donating the rest of his game checks for a good cause and this is a prime example of playing in the NBA restart, not being some false spiritual intellectual leader like Kyrie Irving, who deep down, or not deep down, is actually a complete idiot, but putting up the money um, instead of just talking, playing in the NBA restart and donating all your checks, all your the rest of your game checks to charity. It's extremely noble. It's as a Laker fan, it's awesome because he's gonna be playing on the team that I want to win it all. So overall, this is just an amazing look. Um, yeah, so Dwight Howard's going to be playing. That's big news for the for um, Laker fans and the Lakers and his teammates. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I think I saw that Landry Shamet of the Clippers will not be playing. So that's that's uh, good for the Lakers. What else was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, it's so sad that Kobe Bryant doesn't see this because, you know, him and Dwight Howard really just starting to mend their relationship after their tumultuous tenure their very short-lived tenure together that one year on the Lakers in, I believe it was 2012. Uh, you know, Dwight really wanted Kobe to be there at the dunk contest, helping him out. And yeah, so it, it, who, just who would have thought that Dwight would have had this complete, I mean, it's past 360. It's like this 720 degree turn, if that makes sense, um, in the eyes of Laker fans. I mean, he went from most hated to like borderline most loved. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I don't know about other Laker fans, but the only Laker I like more than Dwight right now is Alex Caruso, because who doesn't love him? Anyway, switching gears to baseball. Baseball is officially back. Let's go. And the MLB has released the schedule to prove it. The MLB Players Association had previously agreed to report to training camp on July 1st in preparation for a 60-game season per Jeff Passan. The union and MLB finished negotiations over health and safety protocols on June 23rd, with the schedule serving as the final unknown. And now that's been cleared up. The year will open July 23rd on ESPN with an ESPN doubleheader. The defending World Series champion Washington Nationals will host the New York Yankees at 7.08 p.m. Eastern Time. And my Los Angeles Dodgers will be welcoming the San Francisco Giants at 10.08 p.m. Eastern. Um, MLB Network has uh, reported that the remainder of the, op- op- the opening day schedule will be the next day on July 24th. Um, the Des Moines Register's Tommy Birch reported that the St. Louis Cardinals were replacing the New York Yankees for the MLB's Field of Dreams game, which will take place at the site of the 1989 movie of the same name. That's amazing. I actually have never seen that movie, so I need to get on that. And... Um, MLB Network's reveal show also confirmed that the Cardinals will cross paths with the Chicago White Sox 
yeah, in, they're going to be playing the White Sox in Dyersville, Iowa on August 13th. So both daily and team-by-team schedules are available on MLB.com. So it's amazing. There was there were major doubts as to whether or not there will be an MLB season. So it's amazing to see that there will be one. And with that, I have a couple NBA stories, more on the bubble, more news uh, to wrap up episode number 285 of the best podcast in the world, the Sean Sports Podcast, starting with perhaps the biggest enigma in the NBA, not named Kyrie Irving, and they just so happen to be teammates and both not playing in the restart. The Brooklyn Nets will resume the NBA season without Spencer Dinwiddie after the guard again tested positive for the coronavirus on Monday. Um, Dinwiddie told Shams Charania on June 29th, which is about a week ago, that he initially tested positive for COVID-19, so I guess now he tested positive again. Um, this comes after DeAndre Jordan, as I said, will not play either. Bradley Beal will not play. So lots of guys will be missing the restart, but it seems like the season as of now is definitely happening. Hopefully it stays that way. And with that, the last story of today's episode is the JoJo, I don't know what I was about to say, Joel Embiid's opinion on this whole situation, the man, the myth, the legend. While Joel Embiid will participate in the NBA's restart in Orlando, he is not a fan of the idea. He said, quote, I hated the idea. I feel like with everything that's been going on, it's unfortunate with what's going on. Interesting. All I all I want to do is stay safe and stay healthy. Keep the people around me safe, he told reporters today. Embiid said he is not confident in the, NBA, in the NBA's ability to keep players in the so-called bubble or the players' willingness to adhere to the strict social distancing policies saying quote i'm not a big fan of the idea but then again i'm going to do my job i'm not going to let the city down i don't like the idea he told reporters i thought about not going to orlando but then again i wouldn't want to let my teammates down you don't want to be in a situation where you put your life at risk the sixers will will enter well first let me address this totally see what he's saying um i would guess that the nba would have some kind of either security to make sure the players don't leave or but then they can't like keep them captive there so i don't know or they would you know find players that do leave and just trust the players not to leave so i don't really know how that's going to work so that's a good point that Embiid's bringing up so and i mean if one player gets COVID 19 then the whole bubble gets uh screwed screwed with basically everyone's going to test positive so i don't really know i mean it's going to be really hard to pull this off because i don't believe that the MLB will have a bubble of any kind, and uh, the NHL will have two hub cities instead of one bubble in uh, across a few hotels. So we'll see. The Sixers will enter the NBA seeding games with a 39-26 record, and they're sixth in the Eastern Conference. Um, so yeah, Embiid was averaging 23.5 points and 12 rebounds and over three assists a game when the season was postponed due to the COVID-19 global pandemic. So that is all we have for this episode of the Sean Sports Talk Podcast number 285. Please don't forget what I told you in the beginning. If you enjoy the show, follow me on Spotify. Rate the show five stars on iTunes. It doesn't take much from you, but it helps me out a tremendous deal. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. And I'll see you on episode number 286. Until then, have a great day and stay safe.